I was reading, I read the book, but I didn't actually take any action on it. I read the whole series of Rich Dad, right? Because I yeah. loved it. And then I started listening to podcasts and I started watching videos and I was like a theoretical expert. Yeah. But the problem was, is all that theory, it didn't help me to get closer to my goals, meaning that I was able to see that there were actually funds going into my account every month because not, the, not for the money's sake, Lee, but for the fact that that represented me getting closer to freedom, to being able yeah. to choose what I wanted to do because yeah, I wasn't beholden to that one simple salary. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. Welcome back, Three Full Listeners. Hope you're having a great week. We've got a great guest today coming to us all the way from Barcelona, Spain, Billy Keels, a guy I've gotten to know uh, over the past few months. He is on a mission to help those high-wage earners and or retirees that have been forgotten about by so many in society. He's an international real estate entrepreneur, problem solver, author, coach, and mentor. He sees opportunities where others often don't in real estate. He's not an overnight success. Uh, Billy continues to work toward his vision and goals. Topmost on his list, building a bridge between investors and buyers in Europe with sellers in the U.S. He's the founder of Keypon Cashflow. Um, I was on Billy's uh, great podcast, and uh, Billy, we're so excited to have you, man. Thanks for joining us. I know uh, big time difference, uh, yeah. six-hour time difference. So, yeah, it's kind of always interesting when you and I are talking because we're at different parts in the day. But Oh, but Billy is, is a Buckeye. He is an Ohio yeah. guy, <laughs> uh, an Ohio State uh, alum, right? Well, oh, and from Columbus, so uh, from Columbus. actually I'm a, yeah, yeah. A, an alum of uh, Miami University, so just that's about right, 45 right. minutes north of you, but uh, but yeah, so you grew up in Columbus, you know what it is. I mean, you're it's a just, Buckeye. yeah, you're, right. you're a Buckeye, yeah, it awesome, is. It awesome, awesome. Well, Billy, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really excited hey, to talk Lee, to you again. Yeah, likewise, man, looking forward to it. Yeah, so Billy, hey, take us all the way back. Um, you know, I know you had a, a very successful corporate career. You were, you were traveling the world, a lot of success there. Why are you in real estate now? Take us back to, to that moment, that year, those years, whatever it was where, hey, corporate career is going really well, but you heard about real estate, got excited about real estate, decided to get into it. Take us back to that point and, and, and build that out a little bit for us. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll definitely do that. And Lee, I, just one of the things I, I do appreciate about you is what you're doing and you continue to uh, have your podcast to go out and impact people. And as a fellow podcaster, if I could just ask of your audience, if they haven't done already, if they could just take a couple seconds to leave you an honest written review as well as a rating. It's something that I know you don't ask for, but it's something that's really important. And uh, I yeah, would appreciate that because I, yeah, uh, sure. I, think it's, Thanks, I think it's something important. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, the, the thing about real estate is I got into real estate. I come from a very blue collar family. Both of my both of my parents worked two jobs. They put a lot of focus on things and I became an A student. And as I was an A student, I like most people that are A students, you kind of do what you're told. And I got in the great job and I was moving up the corporate career. And I lost, like the reason I got into real estate was because in the year 2000, I'd been working for about five years and there was a dot-com bubble and I lost portfolio value. I'd, I was just starting to invest. I didn't really even know what that meant because the family that I come from, uh, saving was investing. And so I, I kind of yeah. had those concepts confused a little bit. Then the thing is, my financial advisor said, hey, don't worry, we're going to do some DCA, which is dollar cost averaging. It's kind of like putting the same amount of money over time. And I continued to do that. And then 2008 happened. And so I lost 33% of the value of my portfolio, Lee. And so I really yeah. realized that I didn't have any control over the financial, like my retirement. And so that really scared me. So I started reading a lot of books. 
and I started watching a lot of podcasts, um, I or listening to a lot of podcasts, excuse me, watching a lot of videos. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was the first book that I had actually picked sure. up. Yep. I picked it up, but I didn't actually finish it until about 2012. So it was like three and a half years before I actually took action. And the reason I, I think it's important is because although I was reading and I had a lot of the book knowledge, it actually took me until missing my son who was three years old, I missed his third birthday, Lee, because mm. I was being a really good corporate citizen. And so yep. one of the things that you do is you do what you're told. And so I wanted to be a really good dad. My, my wife and I had been married. We had a son that was one and, our, and our, our second was three. And I'll never forget the day, Lee, because I woke up and I woke up, I knew I was flying to Frankfurt, Germany the next morning for a business meeting. And I woke my wife and my youngest son up at like 5.45 in the morning. Um, I was in the shower and I wanted to be able to give our youngest son or our oldest son, excuse me, a hug and a kiss before I left. And we woke him up, we sang happy birthday. I gave him a kiss and I left. And so yeah. when I left to go get on the plane, like I left our flat going down to get into the car, like my heart just sunk. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, hang on a second. I, I don't want to do this. Like m the whole point of me being a father is I want to be around for these moments yeah. because, you wow. know, that day that I was in the plane, I was in a business meeting all day. And then that night um, I was on the phone while my wife and my kids and my in-laws were singing happy birthday to our oldest son. And so it was at that point that I really went from like reading and the theoretical book knowledge to really starting to take action. And, and it was from there about six, eight months later, I actually got involved in purchasing my very first rental property. I was living in Barcelona, Spain. My wife and I were in Cairo, Egypt. The day we closed on the property that was back, it was a small multifamily nice. in New Jersey. So yeah, so maybe a little <laughs> bit long-winded answer, but that, yeah. that's really what got oh. me into, into action. Yep. And it was just, um, you know, it was, it, it was a family reason. Yeah, man, it's so good. And thanks for being uh, so vulnerable there, Billy, and sharing all that mm -hmm. with us. Because, I mean, that's a common story, right? And, and I think of mm -hmm. two things. One, it took a few years to, to finish uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, and I think for, you know, two reasons. One, like, when you're in the corporate world, you're, you're, you're just busy. Like, your head's mm -hmm. down. You know, like you said, you're being a good corporate citizen. You're being a good employee. You're being yeah. a good teammate. Uh, you're also providing well for your family. So doing so many things right um, – and so it's hard to have time or energy or the capacity to say, why don't I, you know, spend an extra five, 10 hours a week getting into real estate trying to, I mean, it's difficult to do that because you get so busy. And the other yeah. thing is sometimes like your life is, is pretty good. And, um, you know, different people will say, I feel like Michael uh, Blanc, who has a great multifamily podcast, you know, says like, yeah. people aren't going to make a change until their life is unacceptable. And yeah. up until you missing your son's third birthday, your life wasn't unacceptable yet. That corporate job, which, you know, I'm sure even before that you could say, man, there's some things I don't like about it, but like, it wasn't unacceptable yet, but it finally reached that point of like, no, this is unacceptable. Um, yeah. You know, you know, you know what it was, you know what it was, Lee is actually, so one of the things that happens is because you are so busy when you're in a corporate, right. And I was in a corporate, I was in an executive role. I was making a lot of money. You know, sometimes yeah. people would think, wow, you know, I can't even believe this multiple six figure bonus checks and things like that. And yeah. because I was living in the software sales world. And so as a, as an, as a, as a leader in a in an enterprise software company, market leading company, you have a very good life, and you do that at the cost of many, many, many hours, lots of scrutiny, and high demand because you're making yeah. a lot of money, and so you're expected to do things. But as long as, to your point, yep. that things are going well, like I was reading, I read the book, but I didn't actually take any action on it. I read the whole series of Rich Dad, right? Because I yeah. loved it, and then I started listening to podcasts, and I started watching videos, and I was like a theoretical expert. Yeah. But the problem was, is all that theory. 
it didn't help me to get closer to my goals, meaning that I was able to see that there were actually funds going into my account every month because not, the, not for the money's sake, Lee, but for the fact that that represented me getting closer to freedom to being able yeah. to choose what I wanted to do because yeah, I wasn't beholden to that one simple salary. So when I look back on it, you're absolutely correct in that it's really about being able to say, this situation is no longer acceptable for me. Many people that would look at, at it from the outside would be like, man, you've got a perfect life, man. You've got yeah, the great car sure. and this and that. But yep. when you miss something that's important to you and my family is extremely important to me. Yeah, and so there that. was this incongruency between what I was saying that I wanted to do and me not being there. Um, and it's something yeah. I used to be really ashamed of, Lee, to be, I mean, just very open with you. I, I, Cause I didn't want to tell anybody cause that went against like my, what I thought were my core values. But I just realized that I kind of let that take control and I hadn't taken enough action to not be in that situation again. But I can tell you that since that happened nine years ago, I've never missed another birthday. Okay. I've never yeah. missed the things that are important to me. And the things that are really important to me have nothing to do with money. Um, I'm not saying that money is not important or currency. Probably a better way to state it, currency <laughs> is not important because it is. I come from a family sure. that doesn't didn't have it. But um, I think that there are, or I know that there are things that are much more important. And when you feel that incongruency or things are out of whack, then that's when you you know that it's time to take action. Yeah, absolutely. So well said, man. So at some point you just have to say like, but why am I really doing this job? Like I enjoy it, but like I'm doing it to provide for my family, but like, Am I providing for my family if I'm not there? And yeah, it's, it's, it's a different answer for everybody. But um, yeah, thanks for going to that, Billy. It's so powerful. Yeah, um, so, hey, okay. So you made, you made the decision. Like suddenly, I mean, this is no longer acceptable. It's time for me to take action. How'd you actually do that? Maybe kind of, you, you bought a multifamily <laughs> in New Jersey. How the heck does that happen? Uh, I know this is a big part of your podcast, Billy, and like educating. Uh, not, I mean, you're not exclusively, um, you know, talking about international, but it's, it's definitely a flavor of yours because you're, you're living that. So how the heck did you get into a multifamily in New Jersey? Yes. And so, and, and thanks for saying that, Lee, because one of the things that, and of course I take it to the extreme, right? And you are, yep. and you are a guest, by the way, if you, everybody, if you have not, Lee was an amazing guest on episode uh, 203 of 203 of the going long podcast. You were, you rocked it, you crushed it. Um, and I know that I take it to an extreme because I live on one continent and I invest on another continent, but in the yeah. same way that people are really interested in the Southwest of Ohio and today they live in Miami or today they live in Los Angeles, it's the same mental construct, right? It's about how do you figure out what it is that you want to do, go to the right location, Southwest, uh, Southwest Ohio, build the right team, hang out and talk to Lee, and then figure yeah. out what is the right opportunity that's going to help you to get to those goals. And so sure. when I started, because I don't come from a family that was in real estate, so I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I just knew that I had money that was sitting in the bank. I wanted control. And I just was tired of just going through the theory. So I had like just the way that I'm built, I, I had to take action, whether it was going to yeah. be the right action or the wrong action, I had to do something. So um, I realized that I didn't have some key members on my team. Like I knew that I could get a loan, but I didn't know anybody in the bank. And so once I realized that I wasn't going to invest here in Europe and I was going to go back there, two things made me think of my decision criteria. It's what I did, Lee. It's not what I actually teach other students to do. But okay. the way that I did it to get into action was say, hey, listen, I'm going to buy a property and I'm going to buy this property. And at least I'm going to have family members that can get there relatively quickly if the whole place burns down. Right? Yeah, that was okay. my decision yeah. criteria, nothing yeah. more than that. And so yep. that's how I ended up um, going to New Jersey, um, not some place that I prefer to invest today just because yeah. of my criteria. Um, yep. and, and it was about meeting people in a bank. And so I, my, I had family members that introduced me to a couple of people in different banks. I then made that relationship or I created a professional relationship with one of the branch managers. They took me through like the different types of rates, variable, fixed rate. And because of that relationship, I was able to secure funding to then buy that duplex that, that I was looking to buy. And that, like I said earlier, from the time I actually wrote my goals down, it took about six to eight months 
before I made sure. the first purchase. And, and I think so many people were like this, Billy. I, I definitely can say it's like, hey, I would never do my first deal again. And you're already saying like, hey, I wouldn't invest in New Jersey. I don't invest in New Jersey anymore. I wouldn't you do, do that deal. And, and I, I, I don't just invest somewhere because I have family there, right? So your criteria has okay. changed. You wouldn't do that deal. But thank God you did because yes. it, it got you yes. started. And yeah, right? Yes. So same, same yes. for me. Um, yep. So I want to develop that a little bit, but it yeah. really is that, Lee. So it's, it, I guess, the, and the reason I say that, and you're, you're right, I, I just, I preface that I would not buy there today because I'm a different investor today, right? We're talking about yeah. nine years later. So I'm not saying yeah. don't do that. I think yep. the most, imp the, the worst thing that you can do is what I was doing, where I w was going three and a half years, become a theoretical expert. Yeah. Yep. That didn't yeah. actually help me learn if all the theory was in action. Like I've learned four different languages having lived outside the United States for the last wow. 21 years. The yeah. only reason I've perfected those languages languages is because I made a lot of mistakes. I took the theory that I was in the classroom and I took it to the street. I started talking yep. to people. I realized I made mistakes. They helped correct the mistakes. And then I went back, looked at the theory, realized that, okay, yes, even though it's written this way in the book, the reality is something different. And so yeah. I look at being able to gain experience based on education and network or something that I wasn't thinking about nine years ago. And one of the reasons that people are watching us and listening to us today is because we're tr we wanna help you to collapse the time frame, So you don't make the same mistakes in the exact same way that Lee and I did. You're gonna make other yeah. mistakes, but we're, we're here to help you so that you can get to your goals much faster um, and do that with a little bit less pain. It won't be pain-free, but it'll be a little bit less pain. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Billy, can you kind of take us through your journey a little bit? So from that first duplex in New Jersey um, to kind of almost where you are today, maybe just, um, and, and pick out the highlights that you think are most important, but take us a little bit through your real estate investing journey. Yeah, sure. So um, the, the thing is, and, and I, I'm sure that you've seen this as well, Lee. So I am a big fan uh, of real estate because real estate is what uh, allowed my brain to realize that it's just not the nine to five and making large bonus checks that yeah. will set you free. Right. Um, because yep. that was a theory that I started realizing was not one that I had any control over. And for me, someone like me that I needed control over, I started investing in real estate. And so before I knew it, I had a five-year goal. Like most people, you write down your five-year goals and you want to get these number of doors and this amount of income. What I found is even long distance, like even living in Barcelona and executing the plan that I had, not perfectly, made a lot of mistakes, lost a lot of money. In 18 months, I'd accomplished the 60, 60 month plan. Wow. Right? Because I was, take, I was taking action. So in 18 months, I accomplished what I was supposed to do in five years. Now, Jeez. a lot of people could say a lot of different things that I not set my goal too high, but, or, or whatever. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter, but, right. but it, it happened in 18 months. And so when I realized that that happened, that was a good thing, but there was a lot of extra income that was coming in and I wasn't prepared to deal with that. I didn't have the infrastructure. I didn't have the knowledge. And so then I decided to go get a coach. And so I paid for a coach to help right. me Yep. put processes in place, really start looking at due diligence. It's a different way. How do you go about selecting certain locations? A lot of people say markets or cities. I say locations, but how do you go about looking at the different, the different criteria? Are there more people moving in than leaving? What are the types yep. of industries? Are there sports? All that stuff that nine years later, of course, is just kind of like the bread and butter. You don't go to a place without having these types of things. Mm -hmm. But but that was the real estate portion. So I bought, I had like 10 doors in my, in my portfolio. Then oh, I went yeah. out and bought a mobile and went out and bought a mobile home park after I put the, the, um, the different uh, criteria in place. And so that was cool. And that was all actively managing. And then what I found out, I, cause I didn't know that there was a thing called passive investing Lee. And mm -hmm. so I realized afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh, hang on a second. I can go give somebody else two or $300,000. They do all the work and I get the reward. Oh man, I should have, if I would have known that before, that's what I would have been doing before. Yeah, but I just, yeah. did, I just didn't know that that existed. Yep. And so then Most I got into, 
Yeah. Yeah. I did. I had no idea. I just, I had no idea. And I was doing all this work. It was great because I was learning a lot of experience, but sure. for me as yes. a high paid executive, like it just made more sense to allow somebody else to do the work. Cause I was going to get control because I then started having the due diligence process was more about who was the person that was bringing other people yep. together, the syndicator, as you know, right. that we, we yep. call it and doing the due diligence there. But I then started passively investing in, in ATM machines. And I had a bunch of those in my portfolio. And then I invested in larger multifamily properties. I developed uh, or moved into a development project, a Hilton branded hotel, another one that was a Marriott oh, cool. branded hotel. Yeah. And so I had, you know, hundreds of doors in my passive portfolio, but I did have a problem. Then one problem that I had is I, I was a high wage earner and I wasn't a, um, a real estate professional. So then I looked for new solutions to be able to solve that problem. And so then someone who was paying, you know, 40 plus percent tax as a W-2, um, wage earner, right. I then found another solution to help me actually extract some of that W-2 that I was paying to the government, um, even though I was investing in real estate, and then be, being able to redeploy some of that into real estate. So, the, and the reason I'm, I'm answering the question that way is real estate for me, what it, it helped me do is realize like, hey, listen, this is a great place to get started. It's an asset that has great tax benefits. It's an asset yep. that has cash flow. It's backed by something real. And then it opened my eyes to start to go out to look at solving other problems, the frequent cash flow with ATM machines, um, the development projects to see what that was about. And then investing in energy equipment to be able to help me to to reduce my, my W-2 income uh, from the tax obligation to then be able to redeploy yeah. some of that into, into passive real estate. So that's a little bit about the, the way that I got started, how it's developed in the, in the power that real estate provided me to really open my eyes to new opportunities to solve the specific problems that I was having as a high wage earner. Yeah. And, and hopefully, it's hopefully that helps. No, yeah, very helpful. Um, and I think a lot of people can identify with, with different parts of that. Um, I'd like to dig in a little bit, uh, Billy, to your transition um, from active to passive. And, and, and from what I said, like you're, you're pretty much focused on being a passive investor now, correct? And helping others do the same. Yeah, I do, I do do passive investing. And so personally, I passive invest. Today, I'm really focused on helping um, accredited investors who are W-2 that have challenges with W-2 taxes. And we're doing yeah. that. And I'm bringing people together to solve that problem as a, as a syndicator. But I really, really love passive investing. It's one of the things that I realized as a high wage earner that was helping me to maximize my time at my day job. Yep. And then allowing somebody else to make sure that my capital was always working. Yep. So, yep. Um, so I'm actually doing, actually, doing, actually doing both. Okay. Okay. And, and, and with, with people you coach, Billy, and, and, and what you're educating uh, through your podcast and whatnot, what would you uh, suggest to someone how, how they start? Should, should they start? Um, if someone wants to get started in real estate today, someone comes to you, Billy, hey, I want to do what you're doing. Maybe they want to do it internationally. Maybe they're already in the States and they want to invest in the States. Do you suggest a just, just start passive or do you think they, they should start active and kind of take more of the route you did go active and then learn a little bit enough to, to then go passive or how, how do you suggest people get started? Yeah. And so this is one of the things in, in a very similar system. Um, I say, you know, have systematizing things is mm -hmm. number one, I think anybody who's, and I just think this is uh, and maybe it's obvious or, or not, but anyone who's watching and listening already has already taken more action than probably 90% of the people, sure. right? Because yeah. they're, they're watching yep. and they're listening to us and they're here and they're listening to you. Um, and if you've had that question, obviously, Lee, you make yourself available. So I'd reach out to Lee and have a conversation. The same yep. thing yep. that I do, because what I want to really understand is when I'm having a conversation with someone one-to-one -one is what is that person looking to achieve? Like, what is the benefit you're looking to achieve? More right. importantly, why are you looking to achieve that? Because yep. based on that, and also the way that someone is wired, maybe starting as an active investor is going to be the best long-term thing for that person. 
but maybe it's going to be just directly starting to be a passive investor, right? right. And, and you and yep. I get those, we get that sense when we're talking to people one-to-one. We can't mm-hmm. talk to everybody, of course, so we've got to make sure that we're, we're focusing our time and our energy. But when, some, when we're talking to somebody, it's about understanding the individual person that's in front of us someone who is really, really needs a lot of high control, if they're a passive investor, probably in the beginning, that's not gonna be the right thing because they don't appreciate the amount of hard work, dedication and time that it takes to get an outcome. Sometimes that person actually needs to go out and maybe it's purchase a small multifamily property because you realize very quickly the absolute mastery that you need to have in order to make that work. And so maybe starting actively is the right thing for that person. Because Good later, point. just yep. like just like for me, I started realizing, yeah, I love active. It's really cool. I'm getting my hands dirty. I liked it. I love control, right? And so that was a big thing for me. But then when I realized that, oh my gosh, I'm an accredited investor. And you don't have to be, right? Depending on what, what things yep. are, are happening. Right. But I was, and I found out about that. And so then I found out about passive investing. And that was the epiphany that I had, which was, oh my gosh, I don't have to do all this work. I've got the money in the bank. I want to just go out and meet the people who are going to be doing the work. Now that I have the experience, I want them to do that because I don't want to have to build a new system. I don't want to have to bring new things. I don't want to have to fly here, fly there, because that's where I was at that point in my life. But there may be other people, Lee, that come to you and they just say, look, I don't want to do this. I know that my day salary, I really like my job. I'm going to continue to do that. And at the same time, I don't want to rely on the stock market. I don't want to rely on the other asset or whatever it is. And I really want this to be a part of my portfolio. So it's really about being able to sit down with the individual, understand what they want, and then making a more informed decision on which route we think that it would be the most appropriate for that person. Yeah. Hopefully that that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And and I I agree hundred percent, Billy. I mean, you really do have to sit down and, and, you know, it can sound cliche and, and, and too theoretical, but it's true. You got to figure out your why, what, you know, yeah. do you like your job? Do you want to keep working? If you, if you want to keep working, you got a great income, but you just want to invest in real estate, then yeah, passively invest, keep doing your job. You don't have time to go into it. Me, I, you know, I wanted to be full-time in it. I wanted, I, I was not passionate about my job. So, you know, I'm going to yeah. go be active. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, one of the things that happened to me, right. And I guess as I started becoming more comfortable sharing, sharing stories about life yeah. is I like, I really, really liked my job. I was very good at my job when I was in the corporate world and I was extremely well compensated for that. And what happened is I kept telling myself, oh, you know what, I'm, you know, I'll give it another year. But then the next year would happen and we'd have a great, uh, a great beginning or the end of the the previous year. And so you just kind of stay in that loop. And it took actually a a personal challenge that was happening with my father's health for me to wake up and realize like, hang on a second, life is not forever. And it doesn't matter how much more money is in the bank. There's a part of me that needed that and still needs that because I don't come from a family with a lot of money and I've saw scarcity and I've started to realize as I get to know myself better that those things that happened um, for me when I was little, I'm just now realizing today. So like one of the reasons also, and I told you about this before, like doing doing the podcast, it's a it's an exercise in abundance and abundant thinking and allowing to use a platform to help other people share their stories. Yep. And in the exact same way that it was not a financial reason that I'm no longer in the corporate world, the reason that made me emotionally detach had nothing to do with money. It had yeah. everything about being able to spend time with my loved ones right. because that's what counts at the end of the day, Lee. And I know you know this. I know this is something that's really, really, really close to your heart. But even when you're happy in your role, you can keep going on and on and on and on and on forever. And that's okay as long as you're building your, uh, your personal freedom escape route, right? I know that I went into my job the last three or four years because I wanted to. 
there was no reason that I had to. There was no yeah. financial obligation. We were already well beyond what we needed to do. But it took something that had nothing to do with my job. It took no, It had nothing to do with money that made me realize there's more to this. And, and I'm yeah. not going to continue to do this because there's something else out there that's bigger for me. I'm able to fly to the States now and visit my dad and see my brother and sister. And I'm playing video games with my kids now, which is something I wasn't doing before yeah. uh, because I have that personal freedom to feel that, um, that those are the things that I want to do. But uh, I, when you mentioned the thing about the working, I liked my job. I really, really liked it. Yeah. And I would probably still be there if the other thing didn't happen, but it did. Yeah. And so yep. um, I'm very blessed to have been able to say, oh, Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not going to keep doing this. And it was, Bill, it was your real estate portfolio. Uh, was it specifically a lot of, of your passive real estate portfolio that allowed you to have the freedom to, to say, I'm, I'm ready to walk away from my corporate career? You know, it was a combination of the two. It was okay. and actually, so the first three years, when I, when I, it, the active part of my portfolio was what I really started recognizing. And, the, and of course, the, the return initially, if you look at just the bank account was higher. But yeah. the thing is, is when you're a high wage earner, you start realizing very quickly. And I didn't realize this until after, like I wish I would have known about passive investing sooner because I would have probably bumped it up sooner. Yeah. So by the time I started passive investing, and then I started figuring out as a W2 earner that I could start to unlock some of that, that I was paying in taxes, yes. then like it really keep started to- Keep more of your money. It's about keeping keep more of it. Yeah, it's yeah. not, yeah. And I'd say that because yeah. I, I come I'm from a sales money. world and a lot of people yep. are always like, yeah, you know, you can make so much money and I made a million dollars last year. And you're like, yeah, but, how much did you keep? You only kept right. half of that. So yeah. you, I can tell you that you did 25 times more hours than the person that was making half of what you made. And so your price per hour is so much lower, but because <laughs> you are uh, under this uh, assumption that because you make a lot of money, that's gross. Yeah. But what you take home is something very different. You can't spend your gross. You only spend yep. what you keep. Yep. Um, yep. And so that's, I'm more focused on how much can I keep? Because once yeah. I'm able to keep, and also once um, our investors and our students are able to keep more of their capital, then they're in a position to have that personal freedom to really do what yeah, they want to do. And if right. that means spending more time with your spouse, then that's what you do. If it means playing yeah. video games with your kids, then that's what you do. If it means you just go and do nothing and you go to a log cabin on the weekend with your family members, fantastic, because you have the freedom to do that. That's what's important. And I, and I love what you mentioned there, Billy, like just even, even your last three to four years where you say, you know, you were going into work and, and you were enjoying it and you were going because you wanted to. Not because yep. you had to. And, and I, I love that you point out that too. And I, I'm always trying to do that. Again, I don't think everybody should go be a full-time real estate investor like me. No, Definitely not. But even just to have the freedom to say, you know what? If I lost my job, it, it would be okay because I've got this portfolio. Or what I would say is like, hey, I don't have to take that next promotion because my money is working for me over here. So yeah. my money is allowing me to send my kids to private school or take that vacation we want to take. I don't have to take the promotion. So even just having <laughs> just a little bit more freedom, like, Hey, keep working your job, but like, you've got your money working for you just to give you a little bit more freedom. So it's not like, got to take that next promotion. Got to work more hours. Like, like you were doing Billy, just, you know, got to yeah, keep, uh, got to keep pushing, got to keep pushing, oh got to keep climbing that corporate ladder. Yeah. You know, I have so much passion about this Lee, because one yeah, of the things that I maybe. hear people talk about all the time is I've got to take the promotion. Right? Yeah. I talk to people multiple times a week. I've got this thing. I've got to take the promotion because it means I'm going to have a bigger team. It means I'm going to have more salary. And, yep. and, and, and then I say, well, okay, well, let's break that down. And you start realizing that, okay, you're tracing something that you had that was a dream when you started working, which was 15 years ago. Why are you still chasing that dream? Every day your children are getting older. Every day yep. you have less time on this earth. Every day the things that are really important to you, you have less and less time to do that. I was very fortunate because was in a position to be able to say, hey, listen, because I've done my work outside of the office, like I was able to recognize the 
that at a certain point, once I, because I was one, like my goal was to become like the, the CEO of a big company and I wanted yeah. to do all that stuff. But when I realized that my boss's bosses, they had no lives because yeah, they were right. they were all over the place. They started in the beginning of the day, they finished at the end of the night when they weren't doing sales calls, they were in the action plans because things were not on uh, where they were supposed yep. to be. And when they weren't working on action plans, they were working on quarterly business reviews and they were constantly doing things and they were always on someone else's time. And so I started realizing my kids are gonna get older, I wanna develop a better relationship with my wife, with my family. And so I started yep. realizing that I used the time outside of the office to then start to develop the, the real estate portfolio, because that's what yeah. it was first. Yeah. And there is an amazing power that happens, Lee, and it is wonderful. When you're in a position where you know that the promotion is coming and you're able to say, if it doesn't tick this, 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 and this box, not, yes. not one of the yep. four, but all four of them, I don't even want to enter into the process. Yep. Yeah. And well, a lot of times knows, those boxes are, don't have anything to do with the job, right? It's that you, correct. How yeah, much time outside of home? Yeah, exactly. Right? I that, love that, that means th do I not have to travel? Because if I don't have to travel or if I can travel once a month, like I love traveling. So there, I, I do enjoy the travel, but there was a point yeah. where I was traveling sure. literally four days a week. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I really don't want to do that anymore. And so I'm not going to keep traveling all the time. Yeah. Now the and by times yourself, when I wanted right? to travel, traveling yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's yeah. one thing Sounds to travel for, for by yourself for the, for work, but it's a completely yeah. different thing. Like, I love traveling with my family. We're oh, trying to yeah. figure out where we're going to go this summer. Right? Yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> so that, that fills me, that gives yeah. me energy. I'm passionate about that. But the other parts uh, of having to take a role because you think it's the next thing, um, because the promotion is coming and you don't feel empowered enough to say, look, I'm not gonna take that because it doesn't work for me outside of the office. Yes, I'm gonna gain these skills. Yes, I'm gonna gain this networking opportunity. But at the end of the day, does having role X, Y, Z really mean that much to me? Right. If it doesn't yeah. mean that much to you it, yeah. and you're in a position that you've done the work, it's such an amazing feeling. It is oh, an amazing man. feeling to be able that. to yep. say, I'm not gonna take the promotion today. And I don't wanna, um, I don't want it to seem that it's not important because those things are important. I was that person. Sure. In the beginning, yeah, I was too. but the last yep. years, I realized it's about how do I spend more time with my family? How yep. can I make sure that they know and feel that I love them, that I'm there for them? Um, and that sometimes we're just not doing anything. We're just enjoying one another's company. Yeah, I'm not right. busy looking at my phone. I'm not busy waiting for the next thing to come in. The next, uh, the next WhatsApp says I have to react to this issue that's happening at whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and so having that tranquility and peace of mind and just ability to say the promotion sounds great. It's not for me. Yeah. Cause it, yep. Oh, absolutely. And, and tell us a little bit about what, what does today look like for you, Billy? Not now, you know, left the corporate world. Uh, I, I know you're, and, and I mean, this is me too. But so I like to talk about this part too. I know you're still very busy, Billy. I mean, you're, you're a driven guy. You're yeah. hungry. You're, you're still working. You're still grinding. Now you've got your own business. I mean, so new challenges, you know, new stresses, um, still, a, you know, big time commitment, but I'm guessing it looks a little bit different uh, building your own dream than building somebody else's, maybe a little more control of your time. But you know, tell me about that. How, how does life look different for work, but like for your family? What's it look yeah, like so today? It, yeah, so it, feel, so it, does, it definitely feels different. And I'm wired in a similar way, Lee. Like yeah. I enjoy working. Like yeah, I like it. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm now aware of, like the thing is now what I'm doing, I don't have a, a nine hour part of my day where I'm not thinking about what I'm passionate about. 
because I used to do yeah. that. Like I wake up early in the morning. Um, some people say it's a little bit extreme, but like I'll give you an example. This morning I woke up at uh, 3.15. I worked from 3.15. I was in a creative mood. I was creating until six o'clock in the morning. Um, my young, our old, youngest son is not feeling well, so he's staying at home. And I just decided to go back and I'd done all my morning routine and the, the savers. I, I'm a big Hal Elrod yep. Um, yep. A believer. And so miracle I went through morning. that and then I, yeah, miracle morning. And then I went through my creative process, got some things out and then went and just kind of laid down and it was 6.30 and I just kind of relaxed until 7.30 this morning. I took like an hour nap, was there with my wife and it was fantastic. So, um, yeah. but, but, but the thing is, and coming back to your question, I just want to give that as an example because in the past I would have just kept going and I would have started right away and I would have gone yep. into doing the nine to five thing. And now we wouldn't really be able to talk because I'd have to wait and do the podcast until the times it was after hours and all that kind of stuff. But now having the focus and the clarity, it's given me this amazing power, right? To just really yeah. decide on the things that I want awesome. to do and act upon them. And my biggest struggle today, Lee, or is, is to be able to say, wow, I've I have to know when to stop because I love yeah. what I'm doing. Like I'm yeah. really passionate about it. And whether it's we're building out a new system or we're contacting new um, new clients or talking to new investors, or I was on the phone yesterday with our CFO and we're figuring out new things about structures moving forward. Uh, these are the things that I'm really passionate about. And now I have to make sure that I'm stopping <laughs> right yeah. at the end of the day, because the thing that I'm doing all this for is I, my, my boys are 10 and 12. Like they're not gonna yeah. be around for, forever because they're gonna wanna go and hang out with their friends. And I wanna make sure yep. that I'm spending more time with quality time with my wife. And so yep. um, the biggest thing is really making sure that I'm, I'm stopping today, uh, but we are focused on as a, as a business, uh, which is going back to your question. So I get all passionate about this. Stuff, oh, sure. Man. I love it, man. Um, yeah. But, but it's, it's really today focusing on building a business that's helping accredited investors. A lot of the people that were like me um, that were in, mm -hmm. in the software sales industry, really helping them to be clear on what it is that's important to them and seeing how what different uh, what different opportunities in the real asset world that, that we're doing could potentially help them. If they can help them, great. If they don't, also let them know, listen, I think you should probably be doing something else because I feel like your energy and your focus is somewhere else. Sure. Uh, but those are the things that I'm really passionate yeah, about. Those are the that, things man. that we're continuing to work on and, and building yep. and, and just continue to be the best uh, person, the best uh, husband, the best father uh, that, that I can be, man. I love it, man. Great stuff. Um, hey, let, let, let's wrap it up here. You, you've given yeah. us so much good stuff and I love your story, man. And, and people just need to go check you out and listen to your podcast, uh, you know, especially if, if they're, you know, in a, in a similar situation and, and have, have yet to unlock the power of passively investing in real estate yeah. uh, and allowing it to, to change their lives and, and take back more freedom, you know, the way you have, Billy. They've, they've got to check you out and, and, and learn more about you and learn from you. Uh, I, I like to ask uh, my guests, you know, kind of yeah. the end, wrapping it up here. What would you say is a key ingredient to being a successful real estate investor? I think it's, and it's one of the things that served me well is having a, a curious mind. Yeah. So really understanding, uh, because as a real estate investor, whether you're active or you're passive, it's really important to understand not just what you're doing, but why you want to do it. Right. But you've got to be brutally honest with yourself and being able to use that curiosity and also ability to tap into and, and help people get clear on why they're doing what they're doing. Right. That's something that I'm just, that, that I, that I enjoy uh, a lot. Yeah, So important. Yeah. And then a little spin on that question, Billy, what, what does it take to have success as a, as a father, um, as a husband to, to have success in that area while having success in real estate investing? What, what's kind of the key ingredient for maintaining your priorities, I guess, is another way to say yeah, it. Yeah. And, and this is something, and, and I mentioned it before, and it, 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 I guess this makes me a real person. Um, mm -hmm. I got lost along the way because I thought that the title of my job was the important thing. I thought yeah, having right. more people on my team was the important thing. I thought getting that X percent increase was the most important thing. But the real thing is being able to be present, not just physically, 
Because yeah. there were many, yeah. many times that I was yep. physically presently, but I was looking at my phone. I was figuring yeah. out who was getting ready to call. Um, and so being able to focus uh, my time, my energy, and be present, be present. physically and yeah. mentally and really yeah. be available for my wife and my kids um, and you know, even and even parents and, and brother and sister at this point in life, that's the things that are really important to me, and that's what helps to keep me focused on on continuing to be the best uh, person, father, head of household that I can be. Yeah, love that man. Yeah, I, I second all that. That's, that's great stuff. Um, hey, I always like to ask for a uh, book recommendation. What, what's what's a good book recommendation for for people maybe wanting to get started? Wait, when. Uh, interested in doing what you did? What, what book do you often recommend? Yeah. Well, you know what, there's, there's kind of two books, but the one sure. book that I usually, and, and it's a big read Lee, but the one book that really helped me understand a lot of things as an investor uh, is a book written by a guy named G Edward Griffin. Um, yeah. And it's called, you, you know, which one it is? The Creature yeah, from I mean, Jekyll see, Island. Yeah, it's called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Yes, and that and, is a hard read. I, I made it most of the way through that, but that yeah, that is a tough one. But I love yeah, that book. well, and I and I'll tell you a trick, right? Because I am a very, 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 very slow reader. Very okay. slow reader. Yeah. Um, and it's a big book, but this is the single book that helped me understand a lot of what happens in the world that I was just not paying attention oh, to yeah. because I didn't. I didn't come from that background. Well, it's behind the but, scenes so much of this yeah, stuff Yeah, it's, it's, it's super behind the scenes. But yeah. what I did is I actually, and I don't know, you can probably see it there, but um, I bought the book, right? And it scared me when I bought it, but then I got the Audible. And yep. what I did is I read the book and I would just read like a chapter at a time. And the way that the book is broken down, it makes it easier. And I would listen because that helped me as someone who's a very slow reader. I know that I paid for the book twice, right? Yeah. But the reality is I, I, I actually got that. through That's it. That's a way to read, read much yeah, quicker. I, to be yeah, listening I got to it, it while you're looking at it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that helped me, but that's that's the one that I think just because it changed my paradigm, it changed yep. the way that I look at new uh, investment opportunities. It helps me to ask better questions. Um, and then there's a lot of other tactical books that I I know that um, that you've probably heard before and things like that. Sure. But uh, that's the one that I, I like to recommend, recognizing that it's it's it is a little bit of a heavier lift. What's good stuff, Billy? Hey, as we wrap up here, man, I, I wanna I want people to be able to go check you out. Um, I, I know you're active on, on, uh, social media. Uh, people can look up Billy Keels or keep on, and that's K E E P O N cash flow. Uh, look you up on, on social media, but wh where's the best place for people to go check you out, Billy? Yeah. You know, I would say the best place to check us out, um, especially those people that really want to know more. And so we've kind of revamped a bit. So keep on cash flow cool. has now evolved into first generation capital partners. So the best okay. place to go is firstgencp.com forward slash invest. You can find out a lot about what we do there um, at firstgencp.com. You, you, right. you first see everything that we're doing, how we're serving uh, the, the accredited investor today. Uh, and also, as you mentioned, like I really do enjoy LinkedIn. Um, you and I had many conversations there right. and it's just a yeah. place where I, I like to share about the things that I'm thinking about, what's happening. Um, and that's the best place. And also, as I said, everybody go check out episode 203 of the going long podcast, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. with Billy Keels and Lee was a, an amazing host, uh, amazing guest. So, and you've been an awesome host today. So I, re I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you've been a great guest, Billy. And I, I knew this was going to be fun. I knew this was going to be, uh, very beneficial to me and my listeners. Uh, and, and yeah, you've certainly delivered me and this has been a, a, a great episode. Uh, love your story. And, and, Obviously, you know, I really relate to it and, and, and you and I have, you know, same motivations and, and kind of followed a, a little bit of a similar path because we're, we're going after the same thing. So it's been yeah. really fun for me. I really appreciate it. Uh, before I let you go, I always like to ask my guests, how yeah. might my listeners and I be praying for you in the coming weeks? Um, you know, I, one of the things I mentioned before is just to, to continue to have the strength to know when is the moment 
to stop and the, and just remind yep. myself having that strength to, to to say hey listen now is the time to head back home this is where yeah, we, right. we spend our quality time and and this is when we enjoy um so that that would be my my one request so man yeah i'd be happy to pray for that for you Thank personally you. billy and, and uh because yeah that's uh my prayer as well it seems like you and i you know very very similarly driven um so that's a great prayer man yeah. well good good stuff billy uh thanks so much for coming on man thanks for delivering uh such great uh content for us education uh sharing your experiences this has been really beneficial and it's been fun talking to you man thanks so Thank much for coming much. on. appreciate it yeah take care billy Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.